All right, welcome back to Fright Central. I'm Doc, back here again, as always, with Keck. Uh, how's it going, buddy? Enchanted. <laughs> Enchanted. Uh, yeah, first I want to get into uh, the strike, uh, the SAG strike, which is finally over. I mean, they still have to, the members still have to vote on it, but uh, they had finally came to agreement after, like, what, like 175 days or something like that? Yeah, whatever. Um, once once the writers settled their strike, I knew that SAG was only a matter of time. I didn't really think that the SAG strike was going... I would have been surprised if it went on for another 60 days. What was oh, it? Yeah. 30 days? Uh, less, was it 30 or less? About, I think about it was, 30 I think days? It was about another two, two, three weeks. Yeah, I think it was less yeah. than 30 days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we finally came to an end on the 9th, and then uh, the board members... They lost a lot of leverage at that point, so it had to... Yeah, the uh, board members finally uh, agreed on it as well, uh, except for two board members, which they didn't want like uh, any AI as well. Like They were like, no, there should be no AI. Like... <laughs> at all so but uh everyone else yeah, had well, agreed that's just a little bit that's just a little bit naive i mean to yeah the future isn't going i mean there's going to be a need for some of it uh, yeah. i mean because ai can really do some good but anyway not to go on a whole ai sidebar can please continue yeah. uh but yeah the they only released um six uh, main points. Uh, the members again still have to ratify this, but uh, I'll go through just real quick the uh, the six points that they did get. Again, there was like a lot of other stuff that we don't know about that uh, hasn't been yeah. released yet. But, but um, these are the six confirmed things that I mean, although it hasn't, I guess, been like officially signed yet. I mean, it's all parties agreed to it in principle. So I mean, it, yeah, and everybody's it going to be signed in. Yeah, and everyone's back to work, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so I assume like it'll be. If they uh, were, yeah, if the, if the companies were to back out now, there would be like an additional lawsuit. So, like you know, I'm going to say that. Well, it's yeah, like, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the companies backing out; it would be the actors. Like the the company, the the comp the studios have already agreed to this. It's just the yeah. Members I'm saying if the studios that. were to like suddenly do like a one eighty, oh. wait, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm saying that like there would be like a lawsuit because all the actors yeah. are already back to work. That's what I mean. yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, the actors still could be like, no, nah, we don't agree. We're going back on strike. You know, that mm -hmm. could always happen. But yeah, the likelihood well, is not very high. But anyway, uh, so minimum compensation increases. Uh, performers, that's everybody with a speaking role, uh, earns a 7% wage increase effective immediately. Uh, the initial pay hike will be followed by 4% uh, in July 2024, and then a 3.5% increase July 2025. Now, background actors, stand-ins, and photo doubles will immediately earn 11% wage increase followed by the same 4 and 3.5% hikes in 24 and 25. Uh, the, so that's that's pretty big right there. Um, then there was also uh, relocation bonuses. Performers in a series who have to relocate for work will be entitled to a maximum relocation benefit of up to $5,000 a month for six months. That's a 200% increase on the previous amount. 
Uh, there's a minimum number of background actors that uh, have been increased. Uh, so the the West Coast now equals the minimum number in uh, on the East Coast. So it's uh, 25 background actors for TV shows. That used to be 22. Um, and for feature films, uh, the minimum jumps from 57 to 85. Uh, there is a disclosure of viewership status stats. Sorry, um, on high budget streaming productions, streaming producers will be required to disclose the total number of hours the content w- was streamed in both U.S., Canada, and abroad for each quarter. That's intended to help actors determine if they're being fairly compensated relative to the show's distribution and popularity. Then there is... <laughs> well, the, here's where the uh, how they determine whether uh, they get their streaming bonuses, which was one of the things that they were fighting for. It's going to be a success payment, along with their usual residual payments, if they work on a streaming project that attracts a significant number of views. The success matrix is determined by the following formula. All right, now bear with me. The total number of domestic streaming hours. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm going to give you a chance right now. No one's going to blame you. You can just say it was a success and move on. Do you really want to go through with all this? It's not a a whole lot. It's not a whole lot. All right, so you're accepting the challenge. Yes. Okay. The total Let's number of... I accept the challenge. <laughs> I, I accept the challenge. <laughs> the total number of domestic streaming hours over the first 90 days is divided by the total runtime of the movie or television series episodes to determine domestic views. Now, the success matri- metric is calculated by dividing the domestic views by the total number of subscribers. If Well, that's domestic subscribers as well. If the result is at least 0.2, a bonus is paid. Now, 75% of that bonus money will go to the performer, with the remainder going to a new streaming payment distribution fund to compensate performers who work on the streaming shows. So the main actors will get it, and then like the other, you know, it'll get spread out among everyone else. I didn't think that was too difficult. Challenge, challenge crushed. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I'm not. I, I wouldn't like pull out a a pen and pad and try to do the math on the spot. But like, no. yeah, I mean, we won't. Well, we won't know the, the numbers. We won't know any like how well they like the because that all that information just goes to like you know SAG, uh, so they get the numbers. You know, so we won't know what like how many people are subscribed unless like they say or how many how well it's doing unless like you know they release that information. And so naturally, there's believe- going to be some funching of the numbers. There always is. That's just like something. That's just something that happens. It could either be too much or too little. But like I'm assuming that they're going to try to figure out some way to. I mean, you're obviously going to always want to compensate your employees as little as humanly possible. Yeah, so. but since they have to release those numbers <laughs> to the actors, they can yeah. like you know do the math themselves yeah. to make sure they get paid right. And again, in like three years, it'll it'll something else will come up, and they'll be back at it again with new negotiations, like always. So, 
Uh, hopefully, they don't have to go on strike next time, but who yeah. knows what's going up. I mean, I, I could really make the argument that they could have negotiated all this stuff while still working and not being on strike, especially since, like, AI wasn't, like, horribly impacting them. Like, I really think that they could have done this. Um, and, of course, it's very... Oh, that's the studio's fault, not the actor's fault. Like, well, they had well, to do this way right back before the I mean, contract came up. Full disclosure, that is very difficult for me. There's no way for me to remain unbiased because I dislike Fran Drescher so immensely. (laughs) But I am, I've realized that I am in the vast minority. Um, If you just go, I mean, I was trying to, before this cast, I was trying to find like anti Fran Drescher sediment so I could like scream it during this this cast and i found some but the sources i found it from are let's just say not ones that i would want to cite in private to my friends let alone publicly over this podcast and uh so i'm just gonna go ahead and say most people think that fran drescher was a very very effective union leader that uh, was able to negotiate this thing very well. Um, I mean, that is the vast opinion of like everyone that I've not only seen that's like a member of SAG, but also like the independent public at large. Everyone seemed to believe that Fran Drescher was very, very, um, very, very well done in this task. So, I mean, I'm yeah, just they seem to it that way. They seem to have gotten mostly, most of what they wanted. Obviously, like, the things that they had asked for in the beginning well, is a negotiation tactic, and they didn't get yeah. exactly what they wanted, but, like, that's everything. But I feel like the bigger name actors that were the most worried about their eventual AI likenesses being displayed. I believe that like the marquee actors, the established actors, they're the ones that really made out because they would have probably, well, I'm not going to say a lot to lose, but they would definitely have more to lose than anyone else with their likeness being like portrayed without any consent whatsoever. So I think like that this benefited the big actors more than it did the little guy. I think that's sort of something that they tried to say that they were playing. I feel like the little guy didn't get as much as me, but we don't know yet. Like there's still stuff that has not been released. Well, let me tell you what the limits on artificial intelligence is, because it's the last sticking point that I haven't even said yet. Yeah. Well, I'm saying based on stuff I... Yeah, I didn't... I should let you go first. (laughs) So the film and TV producers must obtain consent from actors to create and use their digital replicas, as well as specifically how they intend to use that digital likeness. Actors are entitled to compensation at their usual rate for the number of days they would otherwise have been paid to do their work being performed by a digital replica. And that so that's like just sitting on your ass doing jack shit. Yeah, you can you can use my uh, digital likeness, go ahead, but you gotta pay me for it. So it's like at that point, you're gonna you now not only do you have to like spend the money to pay that actor to stay at home, but now you have to like 
digitally try to recreate them, I think that's pretty good protection. And that includes background actors too. So I think they get they get the same amount of protections. But obviously it would cost more for the actors to sit at home if they didn't want to do it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Also with like the smaller actors too, like there could be like a lot more debate as to whether or not it was actually their likeness being portrayed. You couldn't do that with say like Brad Pitt, but it sounds like he could be like at home in like a Coke fueled orgy and like somebody's like portraying him that he like gave them the rights to do and and he's like just getting paid to stay home and do cocaine. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just making a point, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if uh, I brought it up on the last cast, but um, you had mentioned uh, Biden with uh, something about AI. And what it was was that he had like, he had seen like, uh, I guess somebody had like recreated like, uh, his like uh, his voice and stuff or like you know for audio or something but yeah. then they had as part of like you know uh, like they they like watch movies and stuff he had watched mission impossible um whatever the dead reckoning the newest one and that the the villain in that is an ai entity that loses control and he saw that and was like oh hold on like <laughs> we need to start getting protections in here well, a lot of that, 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 a lot of that goes back to Barack Obama because if you remember during Barack Obama, they had the whole like, um, they had like a lot of like uh, scandal in terms of like internet piracy and stuff like that that be, uh, came upon Barack Obama's desk. And they used to call him like, you know, uh, the Hollywood president. Like it was like known that he kind of had the actors back. You know, he had a lot of friends in that community and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think Biden at that time pretty much just like kind of stayed out of it. But, like, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me for, like, Biden to take, like, a strong stance behind the actors. And when he mentioned, when he made that reference to AI, I thought he was talking about the actors, but it seemed like at first you're saying he wasn't really, and then... He wasn't talking about the actors at all. He was just talking about uh, protections for, like, government use and, like, any yeah. what they're going to use it for and, like, limits... They're real like worried about deep fakes and stuff like that, yeah. misinformation and... I mean, I, I would argue that's obviously a much bigger concern. But then you said he did see, like, a movie or something like that? And well, he yeah, like, he, watched, he watched the new Mission Impossible, but, like, it was all... It, <laughs> like ai you know getting out of hand and like taking over mill and sinking like subs and stuff like that but yeah. like it still wasn't like about protections for actors it was about military applications for but, AI. yeah like, he, but he saw something and he was just like but he did right. watch a movie and was like oh oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny to me that he was watching mission impossible anyway. yeah but, uh, oh, and the last bit of uh, thing I have about the strike was, uh, you know, David Zasloff, who's the head of uh, Discovery, you know, Warner Bros. Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> he said after the writer's strike, he said uh, the writers were right about almost everything. And then he goes, so what if we overpay them? <laughs> like, this dude keeps shooting himself in the fucking foot. Like he's trying yeah. to be like this big Hollywood guy, and he keeps saying like the fucking dumbest shit ever. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. Like, he, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree that that was a stupid thing to say in public. But, yeah. like, I mean, I do, like, kind of feel like what he was thinking, like, by saying, like, you know, the writers were right about just about everything. And like, he should have left it there and exactly, not talk about how exactly. they are overpaid when they create all the content and that's how he makes his money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Exactly. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard about the. Um, he the he John- said the quiet part out loud. Is yeah. basically what happened. I don't know if you heard about the uh, John Cena led um, Looney Tunes movie. It was like Wiley Coyote versus Acme. Uh, well, apparently it was a f- it was finished filming, like everything was complete. It had gotten positive tests, uh, you know, screenings and everything. And then they decide to, you know, cancel it and, you know, take the tax write off. Well, then there was an outpour of outrage from the creators and everybody. So then they decide to uncancel it, but not, they're not going to release it themselves. They're going to let them shop it around. So, like, it's fucking dumbest fucking thing ever. So, like, a lot of people, like, are. Wait, what do you, I'm sorry, could you just like reiterate that a little bit? What do you mean they're going to, they're going to, who's going to shop it around? I'm sorry, I, I. um, They're going to let the, they're going to let the creators of the movie, you know, the, they're going to let them shop it out to other studios. And any other studio could, and what's wrong with that? Because they're going to lose a lot of money on just not releasing it themselves. Like you got this. Oh, a, a, Looney, okay. a Looney Tunes, a Looney Tunes movie that they were going to take a tax write off of like thirty million for. Looney Tunes already has a substantial audience. Even like uh, young kids today know what Looney Tunes is. The reruns are still yeah. wildly popular. Everybody knows Looney Tunes. It's already and got this it was some, yeah, it's something that yeah. was getting positive reaction to, and it's like yeah, I I, I, now, I was like I. Yeah, I could see if he decided it was like, all right, we're getting a good at like, let's let's release it ourselves. Like, you're going to make money off of this, like, no matter what, you know what I mean? The shopping it out, shop- it's just an it's just like um, an attempt to make more money, like to try to like they're hoping that they're going to land somebody like larger that has interest in it and maybe will want to invest more in future. Like, could that be their logic? Like, I don't know. I think if they shop it out, I think everyone might lowball Warner Brothers on it because yeah. they'll be like, hey, you were going to take $30 million for it. We'll give you like 50 You know what I mean? Like, instead of like, you know, unless making they're like... Trying to, unless they're trying to draw like financial investment into future projects, but that could work, but that does seem very risky. Like, you, most people would not do that. Yeah, I yeah. see what you're... Like, it's already uh, it's already backfired on them because a lot of creators are now like, well, you canceled the Batgirl movie after it was like almost completed. It just needed, you know, uh, effects done on it. Uh, Who was playing Batgirl? Just real quick. Oh, I don't remember, but uh, no, it was like, we'll, we'll yeah, not important. But uh, Brandon Fraser was in it, so. Uh, but um, anyway, yeah, so. They had canceled that. They had shelved that for a tax write-off. Then they were doing that to this, which actually got positive, like, you know, test screenings. So now creators are like, well, why would we go work with you if the potential is that somebody's never going to see, if you're just going to shelve it for a tax write-off? And, you know, 
So like people are going to have to like put in their contract and be like, yo, if you don't release this, like it's going to cost you this amount of money to do this. Like you're going to have to pay us even more if you don't release it. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like a, a bad business. It's a, it's a very bad business decision. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think of like what they might have been thinking and maybe they were up for like a risky gamble to see if they could attract like some big fish and to, but it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It just seems like that would be high risk for something that you already have in the bag where you know it's most likely most likely going to be successful if you were just to release it right now in its current form yourself. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, the Batgirl uh, thing made uh, sense because it wasn't testing that well and they were well, redoing yeah, in their whole... instance, Yes. Yeah. yeah and they that. were redoing their whole DC universe anyway with yeah. James Gunn taking over. So like that made sense. But like this one it's just like, wait, it's already finished. Like why would you why would you shelve it for thirty million when you could potentially make you know 50 to 100 million on this is looney tunes we're talking about so it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well just yeah. speaking of marvel there's just something i need to mention real quick um, well, I marvel, need to know what, uh, what what's that i said we're this this was dc not marvel yeah but, this yeah. was dc but you had mentioned a marvel movie a second ago and i just want to say um no that was, was the dc watching- movie Batgirl's uh, DC Marvel. Whatever. Yeah. I don't anyway, know if this yeah. was DC or Marvel, but I was watching Jimmy Kimmel last night, and he did this like little spoof where him and Guillermo were in a courtroom, and like there were these two people, like you know, giving their ridiculous, you know, the uh, the defense and plaintiff, you know, giving their ridiculous, uh, you know, summary defenses and you know whatever, and uh, in the back, Jimmy Kimmel sees a woman and he's like aren't you you look really familiar and he's like you're that chick that got punched in the face in the subway in that one uh i think it was a marvel movie it could have been dc but it was an old woman and she gets like and he showed the clip and she gets like slapped in the face and so he like totally turns the whole court around and just focuses it just about that woman happening to randomly be in there and uh that's all I want to say. I thought Yeah, that Yeah, that was from uh the Captain Marvel uh movie. And so that was Marvel, not yeah. I mean I dude, you know I'm not really a fan of either yeah. of them. Like Marvel and DC, like I that's like totally interchangeable with me. Like I wouldn't yeah. know either way. Um, you know, it's all it was a really funny moment. Uh, uh, sitting on the subway and Captain Marvel yeah, punches her in the face. And I was like, why did she hit an old woman in the face? Because she was a shapeshifter. So oh, the old woman was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That I thought she just struck an old woman like that's what know, everyone on the train thinks, and it's it's fucking hilarious. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Because the old woman did look back at her and looked mad when like <laughs> she slapped her. Like you know, it wasn't like oh how dare you slap me? She looked mad, but I don't know. It was just you know I'm a fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I thought that was hilarious. But, yeah. Anyway. So uh. In the end, um, what are your final thoughts on the end of the actors' strike? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing, and I'm happy well, it's over. Yeah, and well, obviously, you're not thinking like, you know what, they should have held out yeah. longer. I think this strike should have gone for a couple more months. No, but you know, 
But yeah. do you, I guess what I would say is, do you believe that the actors got what they should have got? Or do you believe that they should have got more? Uh, do you think that there's most likely, you had mentioned three years down the line, you could foresee another strike or Well, it's going to be renegotiations anyway. Um, but we'll, we'll see on what points. Um, renegotiations don't count i'm talking about like actual like strikes and stuff like that do you foresee like with improvements to technology do you see that there's going to be um like you know uh inevitable conflict in the near future or do you think that they got like a pretty good deal on this and that uh this will probably be a lasting peace between uh the actors and the uh companies I mean, who knows? I'm sure it'll be another fight for more uh, residuals for streaming, but who knows yeah. what the streaming like uh, landscape will be in uh, three years? But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's that. what I mean. At the, at, at the rate that technology is expanding, I mean, three years from now, we could be talking about like a totally different thing. Um, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, I'm uh, sure AI and and streaming residuals will still be a big thing. But, yeah, uh, I, I think so, too. And I also believe that they're going to do everything in their power to get a, to find loopholes in this whole AI thing. Oh, I bet. Yeah, um, I think that's going to be like, um, you know, work around. And I mean, I think that that will probably. Well, I mean, I see that the little guy will probably get hurt the most because if, um, I mean, you know, there's individual actors that have the bankroll to hire their own legal team and like go after them class action. So, I mean, you know, I, I think the little guy is like probably the most susceptible to AI loopholes in the future. I mean, I'm just trying to use deductive logic. That's what I think. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I could see like background actors it being harder to like be like, yo, I wasn't there for that. That's yeah, that's me right there exactly. in, in the corner. And it's like kind of blurry, but you can't yeah. really tell. Like, yeah, I could definitely I, see that. that so. That's why I see. I think, and look, I'm happy that the strike is over. I hope that there's a lasting peace. I hope everybody abides by the rules, regardless of how naive I may or may not sound. Yeah. But I think ultimately the best way to do this, and you might disagree, and I, I've talked to other people that told me that they disagreed that there should be a large scale like government interaction but i do believe that congress should have a role in enacting some regulations because i think that if there was certain government mandates that law makers put into place then we wouldn't have to worry about these strikes because both sides would have already be in some kind of like, you know, legal, contractual, whatever obligation to uphold the laws of the land. If Congress were to pass a law that basically says, you know, under no circumstances can you use someone's likeness without their permission. That would be a broad overall defining term. Now, obviously, um, you know, that would not count for, you know, uh, 
pictures that were produced outside of the United States. So maybe if it was something that was like filmed in Canada or something, maybe that wouldn't encompass congressional regulation or something like that. But I think in the long term, I would like to see the government just pass something that basically says what I think is just common sense. And that is, if you want to use someone's likeness to make money, you need to, at the very least, have their permission. Not necessarily pay them, but at least have their permission to use them. <laughs> yeah, and if you they're know, passed away, you know, sense. some like you know, surviving family members or the estate. Yeah. Obviously, I think one of the things that uh, Biden well, that's had a whole nother. I mean, that's a whole not. I mean, yeah. that, that's where things get a little bit more complicated. Yeah, I don't really want to get into all that right now, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, I think one of the uh, things Biden had did sign into um, law. Uh, uh, regarding AI was that um, pictures need to be watermarked if they were AI. I think he did I think that. I remember through, reading I, something I like that. I believe that that was done through executive action, though. Yeah. And not, uh, yeah, so that can just be reversed by whoever is. Oh, Jesus. I don't even like to think about who could be in that office next. But, I mean, yeah. that's something that could be easily reversible. That's why I was saying that the congressional body yes, should firmly yes, yes. sign something into law that will stand the test of time. Or at least, you know, for right now. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, pretty much all I have to add. Do you have any uh, last thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I think there were some other things that, like, the actors had wanted that they didn't get. I, I couldn't name any off the, the top of my head right now, but I believe that... Well, like, we're going to be talking about this more once the full no. picture gets uh, released. Like, If, if once, they show everything that was released. But I mean, like, whatever well, they didn't get... Do you think there's any reason why they're going to hold things back from the public? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, sometimes, like, uh, there's, there's stuff that they just don't release it's for members only or whatever. But uh, I was okay. just going to say whatever they didn't get now, like, you know, they'll be asking again, you know, next time. So, but we'll see if that even le like the smaller <laughs> things. Lead to like you're talking about funding the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the main sticking points were definitely residual in AI, and they finally, and that's why they went on strike. So they finally like were able to come to somewhat of agreement on that this time. I'm sure whatever comes up next if that if those things were agreed i think some of the smaller things they'll be like okay so we didn't get these smaller i don't think they might lead to a strike i think it's got to be something big like ai and and yeah. residuals again for them to go on strike if it wasn't for ai i think they could have came to some type of agreement back uh, the same thing with uh, the writers they probably would have came back to something but you know the studios are greedy and they just want to you know they wanted to scam people, which they had already been doing, and they had already started putting people like in background scenes that they've been caught doing. But like, yeah, if it but wasn't I mean, for that, every, they, they every, might not everybody, everybody's 
greedy. I mean, I don't, I, I guess I don't think that the studios are any more or less greedy than like other companies, like other huge corporate entities that are responsible for record levels of inflation at the grocery store right now. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not even getting into that though, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, that, I'm not either. I'm just saying yeah. that like, you know, they have pretty much the same level of greed as everybody else. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to make them out to be like greater henchmen than you know the henchmen that we've already known and had in place, like you know, for many, many, many years. I was only comparing their greed to what, like you know, the actors and the writers who actually create all the content want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. I, I wasn't comparing them to other greedy corporations yeah because i know there's way worse companies out oh, there yeah, that do yeah, terrible yeah, things yeah. for the environment and everybody but like yeah, yeah the, I, was I was just, just saying like, like i was just saying everybody has an equal amount of greed well yeah that's no. not actually true no. but like not, yeah everybody has like a certain level of greed that is semi-universal and then yeah. you have the well you know <laughs> we'll yeah. be talking about that. I think uh, greed is definitely going to be uh, one of the themes that comes into a cast that we're going to be doing in the not too distant future. On uh, what this is Mike Flanagan's final, like it was in like a trilogy, House of the Usher. It was like a trilogy mm -hmm. piece. Well, regardless, we're going to be no, talking. It was about his that. final. It was his final Netflix thing. But yeah, we'll it's talk about that on the next cast. Thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think greed is going to be uh, one of one of the uh, you know main topics that are discussed uh, when we get into that, which I thought was very interesting. But uh, as for the actor strike, uh, no final uh, thoughts on it. Just happy it's over. I would say that uh, I'm just happy that both the writers and actors are you know at least in some kind of like uh, agreement and uh, now we can move forward until the next big drama comes along and that's about the uh, best that I think we can all hope for at this point yeah now we can finally get back to just talking about movies and TV shows yeah so yeah, yeah. we don't have to boggle down fright central talking about fucking legal shit that really of us really neither of us like completely understand if we're going to be totally <laughs> This. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so we could just get back to talking about the shit that like matters. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm just glad that uh, everybody uh, is, well, at least on the outside, seemingly satisfied, and we can move on. Yes. Well, that's, uh, that's that's it for tonight's cast. Uh, join us next time. Uh, visit our Facebook page, FrightCentral.com. I mean, sorry, Facebook.com/slash/FrightCentral. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a website. Don't go there. Yeah. Uh, and um, have a happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Saying.